Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. Run episode 114 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week, sometimes twice a week, I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the review, give you the recap, let you know what's going on in both of those companies, because not everybody has 400 hours to watch all the wrestling, except for me and my wife, and when there's a special pay-per-view on the docket like there is this week with AEW's Revolution, I will be reviewing that on a separate episode. Back to the recap, at the end of that show, I give out my three stars of the week awarding my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs this week. So let's dive into the recap. We got Monday Night Raw in San Jose, California, and here he comes. It's Dom Mysterio getting booed mercilessly by San Jose as he introduces the women's world champion Rhea Ripley, who is very happy after her successful trip to her home country and successfully defending her title. Out comes Becky Lynch to yuck Rhea's yum. Becky also had a pretty good weekend winning the Elimination Chamber match. Both women deliver some good trash talking. Becky, more on the fun side, Rhea Ripley, super duper ethereal, serious. Thumbs up for that. Then Nia Jax arrives. She blindsides Becky Lynch from behind, puts a whooping on the man. Adam Pierce and security arrive. Pierce tells Jax she is so getting fined. Interesting and fun way to open up the show. Gotta love Rhea Ripley and Mommy. Good stuff. We move on. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura again. Moonsault off of the barricade by Sami. He appears to tweak his ribs. We get a King Shasa off of the middle rope. Sammy kicks out of that. Zayn runs into a second King Shasa. Sammy gets his foot on the ropes this time. Sammy avoids the third King Shasa, hits two Haluva kicks, pins, and wins. Sammy, great babyface comeback performance. Shinsuke, uh, better effort than usual, I guess. Match was all right. Not the smooth, not the smoothest match, and it was kind of long with a lot of commercial breaks thrown in there. I think they squeezed in three fucking commercial breaks just out of control. The finish was pretty good, but yeah, just not that big of a fan of Shinsuke in the WWE. Moving on. Chelsea Green versus Raquel Rodriguez. So just a little interesting thing that I heard about Raquel. Uh, She's apparently dealing with like a skin disease or a rash or something. She has these really bad breakouts when she wears makeup, I guess. Which is why some people were pointing out she looked kind of weird at Elimination Chamber. It's because she wasn't wearing any makeup. Which I think she looks great without makeup. I I am a weird guy. I prefer women without makeup. But alright, just that is something that's going on with Raquel. Got Chelsea, she cuts a promo, still upset that she lost the Battle Royale last week and didn't get to participate in the Elimination Chamber. She badmouths Raquel for losing at Elimination Chamber, which Chelsea says she would have won it. Chelsea bitch slaps Raquel, just not a good idea. Raquel throws Chelsea around, then nails the Tijuana Bomb for the Quick W. Entertaining squash match, it was fine. Chelsea Green, entertaining. We got Sami Zayn getting interviewed. Says he really needed that win tonight. Imperium walks through his interview like a bunch of dickheads. And Gunther stares down Sami as he walks by. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I hope this is a seed being planted for Sami Zayn versus Gunther. Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. 
Imperium now. They're in the ring. Gunther cuts a promo, bad-mouthing Jey Uso. Ponders who will be his next opponent at WrestleMania. Giggles at the thought at, fu- at fighting our truth And here comes Judgment Day. They make their way to the ring. Very interesting. Damien says the Judgment Day doesn't sweat Gunther. The champ says, fine, who's it going to be then? And it's Dom who steps up as the booze rain down. Uh, that's a no. Damien gets hot, needs to be held back. So it looks like Damien wants a piece of Gunther in an interesting segment. I'm super down for, like, Finn Balor, JD McDonough. I'll even take Dom Mysterio versus Gunther. I don't know about that at WrestleMania, but... Yeah, that would be sweet. I don't think the money is with Damian Priest. I'm sorry. He's probably the weakest wrestler, even including Dom in that group. Doesn't have the best mic skills. I know he's like kind of the leader, but no, I don't like it. Anyway, still feeling that it's Sami Zayn versus Gunther, though. That sounds like the money match to me. The crowd will be into it. You know, another constellation prize for Zami if he's not ever going to win the world championship, which I doubt he will at this point. Why not the Intercontinental Championship? Gunther's had an amazing run with it, the best of all time. Maybe move him on to the world championship scene. I don't know, but that'd be cool. Speaking of cool, it is a street fight now. We got New Day, Kofi, and Xavier going up against Imperiums, Kaiser, and Vinci. New Day rocking San Jose Sharks jerseys. Nice touch. New Day smashing a trombone over Imperium. Is there something funny about the word tromboner? Cool double corner drop kick from Imperium with a chair. And then they beat the bejesus out of Xavier with some kendo sticks. New Day get their revenge with the kendo sticks. Kofi sets up Vinci on a table. Xavier beautiful top rope elbow drop through the table. Thumbs up for that. Vinci Vinci's back is sliced open from that table bump. Just ouch. Definitely not as bad as Hardcore Holly back in the day, if anyone remembers that one. Fucking gruesome. I watched that live. Uh, Kofi, knocked off of the top rope, goes crashing through a table. Vinci whacks Xavier with a frying pan. Kaiser rams Xavier's head through a chair, pins, and Imperium pick up the win, winning the street fight. That was fun. That was a lot of fun right there, straight up. Kaiser's back, brutalized by the kendo sticks, and Vinci's back sliced open by the table. Goddamn. Nasty bumps from both teams. Good pace to this one. Hell yeah, I was feeling this one. Seven and a half at then. We move on to Zoe Stocks and Shayna Baszler going up against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Shayna locks in the Carafuda clutch on Indy, who taps out immediately. Zoe and Shayna pick up a quick W, and yeah, this was a very short match. Very, very short. Starks and Baszler, you know, aggressive performance. I like them as a tag team together, though I still believe Zoe is should be a single star at some point in this in WWE. I hope so. I like her. Speaking of people I like, it's R Truth, who is greeted by DIY, who R Truth still thinks are DX, Triple H, and HBK. Still funny. DIY humor R-Truth with some Regeneration X stuff. And The Miz is also present. Pretty funny stuff. We move on. It's the Men's Elimination Chamber winner, Drew McIntyre. He cuts a promo, thanks the crowd for praying for Drew to win. Hell yeah. Drew says that he blew out his eardrum at Elimination Chamber. I hope that's not true. That sounds terrible. But McIntyre ain't CM Punk, and he will not be missing WrestleMania. Just an awesome shot at CM Punk right there. Drew McIntyre won't let it go, and I love it. Thumbs up. 
Drew then sits cross-legged in the ring as he invites Seth Rollins to come out and join him. Seth does his thing with the crowd, they sing with him, all that stuff, congratulates Drew McIntyre on his win, and McIntyre warns Seth to stay out of the bloodline business. Seth wants to put an end to the bloodline shenanigans once and for all. Yeah, man, this was a really good segment, again from Rollins and McIntyre. Drew, super intense, and I just love that. Everything that comes out of his mouth is so true, so smart, like... Yeah, man, don't fuck around with the bloodline. Like, you're, it's just not going to work. I really, I love this moment right here. Thumbs up. Good shit. We move on. Nia, Jax versus Liv Morgan. Nia stretching Liv, bonks Liv's head into the turnbuckle. How you doing? Morgan takes Nia off of her feet with a top rope code breaker. We got a near fall right there. Nia catches Liv, slams her into the post. Becky Lynch comes out from the crowd, attacking Nia, getting revenge for earlier. Match is disqualified. Nia wins, I guess. Too bad here for Liv Morgan. She was having a good performance, chopping down the much bigger Nia Jax. And Nia, really good selling. Oh, sorry. Really good selling from Liv Morgan. I don't think Nia was doing all that much selling. Nia was also solid in this performance. Becky Lynch backstage demands a match versus Nia Jax. Adam Pierce gives Becky that match for next week. And here comes Liv Morgan. She gets in Becky's face, pissed off that Lynch just messed up her match. Damn right. All right. Good for you, Liv Morgan. That was that was good. I, I enjoyed that. Nice. We got Jay Uso says he's falling short. Yeet. Drew McIntyre shows up, tells Jay that he deserves it. Uso throws hands at Drew, and Drew throws hands back. Oh my god, dude. Drew Drew McIntyre is just on a rampage right now. Just chirping the fuck out of everybody. Loving it. Main event time. It is Grayson Waller with Theory versus Cody Rhodes. Michael Cole reports that Paul Heyman is lurking backstage. Okie dokie. Cody nails a disaster kick. We got a near fall right there. Cody Cutter crossroads, and you guessed it, Cody Rhodes wins. I mean, geez, man, if you're going to give Grayson Waller a main event spotlight and just have him get his ass absolutely squashed, I mean, what a waste. Like, when AEW gives someone their first ever main event spotlight, they're going to have a good match. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be worth fucking watching, at least. This was not. What a waste of time. Thumbs down. Paul Heyman arrives with security. Cody at a 10, demanding Paul to come get him. Are you crazy? Heyman tells Cody to keep The Rock's name out of his mouth, pulling out uh, Will Smith and, uh, fuck, what's his name? Chris Rock moment right there. That was nice. Cody says, come get me again. Security enters the ring. Cody takes all of them out. Heyman equipped with, equipped with two phones. He goes, call Roman Reigns. Call The Rock. Cody says he's bloodline hunting, beats up the same three security guards again. Jeez, eh, oh I, I didn't like any of that. I mean, just, you know, very basic pandering, babyface stuff. Cody beating up nobodies, fighting Grayson Waller, not giving him much of anything. Obviously, all the spotlight here is on Cody Rhodes. The Paul Heyman call Roman, call The Rock. I hate it. I hate it so much. Didn't like this. Didn't like this segment at all. Moving on, well, there is nowhere to move on. That's the end of the show. Not the best Monday Night Raw after Elimination Chamber. I will cut them some a little bit of slack for probably being super jet-lagged, you know, making the flight, coming out to Monday Night Raw the day after, or second day. Regardless, crazy. Wrestling wasn't the best. The street fight, thankfully, was there to have at least some good wrestling. Uh, good segments with Drew and Seth. 
Very interested to see who Gunther's opponent is going to end up being. I'm hoping it's Sami Zayn. And Cody Rhodes doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this Bloodline feud. Uh, you know, he's working with two part-timers. Uh, the Rock and Roman, they're rarely ever around. He's basically talking to screens or Paul Heyman all the time. So, yeah, it would go a lot further if Rock and Roman were here more often. They're supposed to be coming around on a more regular basis. So, we'll see where that goes. Five out of ten for this Monday Night Raw. We'll head over to NXT. It's the NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov. He calls out Carmelo Hayes to come out to the ring. Melo arrives with a group of security guards. Melo doesn't want anything to do with Ilya Druganov until Ava Rain makes it official. He wants contracts drawn up. He wants all that shit. It's like, all right, that's fine, but do you want a title shot or not? Buddy is giving you a title shot. You're like, nah, I don't know about it. Anyway, interesting way to open up the show. We got Booker T. He is back on commentary. Thank God, I think. I don't know. Kalani Jordan versus Kiana James with Izzy Dane up next. Springboard Moonsault takes out Kiana and Izzy. Kalani is tripped up on the ropes by Izzy. Kalani hits the apron really hard. Looked very painful. Um, And then there's a... I think she's calling it the deal breaker. I thought it was 401k. Anyway, Kiana hits that. Grabs the W. And a really solid back and forth match. Would have been a lot better without the shenanigans on the outside. But some nice near falls. Pretty good chemistry, I thought, in the ring. And Kalani Jordan, man. Oh, she, she is spectacular. Such a great athlete. She is going to be something. Moving on, Roxanne Perez got into another rock locker room brawl last week. This time with Jakara Jackson. Roxanne Perez is a loose cannon. My goodness. Now we move on. It's the OC. Gallows and Anderson versus Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. Anofi misses the 450 splash. Anderson hits a lovely spine buster. And the magic killer from the OC, they grab a W in their debut. Solid short tag team match. You know, heavy performance from the OC. They're just, you know, big brawling kind of guys. Gallows, nice looking strikes. Chase U interrupts the OC celebration. Angry with the OC. Axiom and Frazier arrive. They're also upset. LWO then blindsides OC. Everyone joins in throwing the OC out of the ring. Interesting. So the NXT people, they're they're coughing up the OC, spitting them out. I, I'm into this. Very cool. Moving on, it's Oba Femi and Ilya Dragunov. They have a little quick stare down with each other backstage in Ava's office, so... You know, champion and champion kind of having a, a little moment right there. Don't know if that's going to lead to anything anytime soon, but maybe in the in the future. We have Roxanne Perez versus Jakara Jackson up next with Lash Legend. Jakara takes Perez's boots right to the face off of that springboard moonsault. Ouch, just ouch, straight up. Lash gets tossed from ringside. Perez locks in the crossface and Jackson ta- taps out immediately. Roxanne picks up a W. Short match. Jackson is in crazy shape. Her body is insane. I mean, oh, goodness gracious. Moving on. JC Jane, trash-talking Fallon Henley, tells Thea the old Thea was a loser. Kiana shows up, agrees that Henley sucks, and Thea is upset about it. So, you know, starting to show off that JC Jane is kind of a bully, and Thea Hale kind of being associated with that. She's starting to feel uncomfortable. Maybe she ends up hooking up with uh, Fallon Henley at some point. See where this goes. Pretty cool. NXT Tag Team Champions Corbin and Breaker meet the OC backstage, and they have themselves a little interaction. Braun Breaker, absolutely hilarious. Dude is losing his mind. Thumbs up. 
We got Luca Crucifino, one of the guys from the little breakout tournament not long ago. He's going up against Dijak. God help his soul. Dijak chopping the shit out of Luca. Luca throws some mean shots back. He's starting to fire up. Dijak ends that shit with a wicked discus boot and feast your eyes. Puts away the legal eagle. Short, brutal fight. Good to see Luca in the ring. Working great with Dijak. I mean, everybody does. It's Dijak. Luca hits Dijak with a crowbar. Oh dear. Casey arrives half escaped out of his straight jacket, chases away Dijak, and chaos ensues. And I do believe they announced there will be a, a straight jacket fight or something. Dijak and, and Gracie. Gacy? Yeah. Should be good. No Amdar is intervi- interviewed about who he'd like to fight in the no quarter catch crew. Dar says it could be Willy Wonka. He says it doesn't matter. So, all right. NXT Women's Champion Lyra Valkyria cuts a promo wishing Shotzi Blackheart a speedy recovery after her injury, which was very unfortunate. Brings out Tatum Paxley, who has behaved herself over the last week. Lyra wants to reward Tatum, so they are going to team together and face the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Damn! Ridge Holland, of all people, what the fuck? He interrupts, tells Lyra and Tatum to politely get out of here. Ridge then apologizes for going too far, attacking Gallus last week. Lights go out, a shadowy figure appears, smacks Ridge with a chair. It's Sean fucking Spears, baby. It's Ty Dillinger. Ten, baby. Let's fucking go. Maybe my wife's favorite wrestler they never use in AEW and here he is back with the WWE will they use him this time Ty Dillinger man when he was in the WWE before he left went to AEW called himself Sean Spears he was Ty Dillinger had this gimmick where he would just put up 10 just his both hands up showing flashing 10 and it was so over it was almost as over as yes for Daniel Bryan like People were going nuts, and they never used this guy. Used him maybe four times, probably lost every match. Crowd went nuts for him every time. And, yeah, he just disappeared, showed up in AEW. Didn't really do a whole lot in AEW. Had a great gimmick with the the chairman, Sean Spears. So it looks like he's keeping that gimmick from AEW. Oh, please, please use this guy. I love him. Moving on. Oh, Buffemi. Hold on, hold on. Back to that. Why the fuck did Ridge Holland interrupt Lyra Valkyria and Tatum like that. That was so unnecessary. Hopefully, Sean Spears beats the shit out of Ridge Holland because he sucks. Obafemi tells off Jensen backstage. Just really quick moment. Mello is hidden away in a special little room guarded by all of his security guards. He gets interviewed and confirms he wants an official contract made up by Ava Rain. All right, we already knew that. Moving on. Lexus King versus Vaughn Wagner with Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone accidentally getting squished by King and Wagner while they fight each other. Vaughn, concerned with Stone, allows King to nail a running strike to Vaughn's head, and Stone distracts King. Vaughn rolls up King for a sneaky W. King attacks Stone after the match, and yeah, just a short match. Really just focusing in on this Mr. Stone, Alexis Alexis King beef. I don't know. It's, it's, it's whatever. We move on. It's Gigi Dolan versus Jada Packett. Ariana Grace runs down, stops Gigi from hitting Paka. Jada takes advantage, running forearm, puts away Dolan for a W. Short match, not really much going on here. Ariana just wants everybody to get along, I guess. I I don't know. Moving on, video of a beach 
shows a message in the sand that says, see you soon. Apparently, I guess somebody is showing up at Roadblock. My wife claims that she knows who this person is, but she's being polite and won't let me know. Good. Main event time. Heritage Cup Championship Thing Cup. Noam Dar defending with the metaphor against Charlie Dempsey is selected from the catch tickle group or whatever. Nice. Dempsey catches Dar in a roll-up, grabs a really quick first point in round one. He's up one nothing. Dempsey hits a nice German suplex. Dar responds with a spinning back elbow to end round three. Dar hits a Nova roller right at the beginning of round four, ties it up at one. The catch crew causing distractions. Dar misses a Nova roller, accidentally hitting Gulak instead. Dempsey Tiger suplex with a bridge, pins, and new Heritage Cup champion. It's Charlie Willy Wonka Dempsey. This was a beautiful technical wrestling match right here. Lots of tons of smooth counters and submissions. Oh, fuck yeah. If you're, if you're about that, this is the match for you. Hard hitting. Really like the chemistry between Dar and Dempsey. Can't wait for the rematch. Honestly, like anyone in that clutch tickle group or whatever, that all those guys would pair up really nicely in these Heritage Cup matches against Dar. Hell yeah. Seven and a half out of ten. Really good match. And now we have the contract signing for the NXT Championship match. Mello finally satisfied with the environment now. Tony D'Angelo enters the conversation. The Don snaps his fingers and all of Mello's security leaves. Oh, buddy. The Don tells Druganov he will earn his shot at the title, challenges Mello to a number one contenders match next week. The decision, though, is up to Druganov, who would love nothing more than to see that match go down. Fuck yeah. Melo is pissed about it, fights with Tony. Druganov accidentally hit in the madness. Tony put through a table because someone's got to go through that damn table. And Melo signs the contract. Damn. Uh, Tony D, absolutely badass in this segment, minus the whole going through the table at the end. He was awesome. He, like, stole this segment. That was fucking good and he teased that last week like he wanted to step up here we go we got it thumbs up for that that was great and that's the end of the show pretty good nxt this week wrestling was you know so so heritage cup was a good match really good technical match if you like that segments and storyline progression this week was good i really like that the oc is getting spit up by that tag team division that's great sean spears is in nxt that was a big surprise braun breaker absolutely has lost it in the best way possible roxanne and Mello becoming whiny demanding babies that is actually starting to get really good and they're developing that character nicely each week tony d throws his fedora into the main event picture which makes me happy Oh, 7 out of 10 for NXT. And now we slide into SmackDown in Arizona. We got a sad announcement for Rest in Peace Michael Virgil Jones. Now, I know of Virgil. I didn't I wasn't watch. I was that was before I was even born that this dude was running around I think with Mr. Perfect or was he with the Ted DiBiase? Regardless, he wasn't like a very well-known wrestler. Regardless, rest in peace, obviously. But there's a little bit of a meme. I think it was like the the Virgil all by himself at the uh, at one of the conventions. No one was coming over to get his autograph. But uh, sadly, his days are over. But uh, cool wrestling career for Virgil. We move into the show. It is the bloodline. They enter the ring. 
Roman makes Arizona acknowledge him. Roman notices it's not as loud as it used to be when they acknowledged him. Well, that used to be because you were around more, Roman. You're never here anymore. Roman is going to leave, but The Rock needs to do his big ol' entrance first. Out comes The Rock. He starts calling Arizona a bunch of coke and meth heads. Like, what? Holy shit. Rock says wrestling is cool again, all thanks to the bloodline and The Rock. Who isn't cool, according to The Rock, is Cody Rhodes. He sucks, apparently. Declines Cody's challenge for a one-on-one match, but offers a tag team match instead at night one of WrestleMania. It's The Rock. It's Roman versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. If Cody wins, Bloodline cannot interfere with Cody and Roman's match on night two of WrestleMania. Bloodline wins, it will be a Bloodline rules match. Basically, how all the matches are. Bloodline can do whatever they want. Rock is interrupted by Roman, who asks for one thing. To acknowledge me. The Rock looks around, and then he acknowledges Roman as the tribal chief. Oh, damn. Crowd chants you sold out to The Rock. Rock tells Arizona to go smoke some more crack. If you smell what the bottom line is cooking. Very interesting. Damn. Uh, That should probably solidify Rock's allegiance with Roman. At least until the walking clown Seth Rollins. Uh, According to The Rock, he could not stop calling Seth Rollins a... An emoji clown or something like that. I don't know what the hell that was about. Regardless, pretty cool, pretty cool... Well, that was a, uh, a good heel segment from The Rock. It was a really long segment, and boy howdy did he ever go hard on the, on the drug use in Arizona. What's going on out there, y'all? Freaking figure it out. But uh, yeah, that was long. By the time we got back from the commercial break into the next part, it was like 40, 45 minutes into the show already. So like basically half a SmackDown dedicated to this. We move on. Theory and Waller, they're giggling with each other backstage. Randy Orton flips out, American Psycho style, like really unsettling. Theory is selected to fight Orton later on, and yeah, I like this weird, crazy Randy Orton stuff. Thumbs up. We move on to a match, Tiffany Stratton versus Naomi. Cool rope pile driver thingy from Naomi. Tiffany nails the prettiest moonsault, grabs a quick W over Naomi. Really short match. I don't know if that's because that first segment went long, but Naomi's entrance was skipped and she got beaten really quickly. Like, is is this our, is it already done for Naomi? She's just going to fall into the shuffle and, and that's it for her push? I hope not because she, you know, the way that she left the first time, I don't know. This, this isn't good. But uh, we'll see where that goes with Naomi. Decent performance for Tiffany, I guess. We move on. Kabuki Warriors. Asuka, Kyrie, Zane. With EO versus Bailey and Dakota Kai. Bailey goes for the hot tag, but it's Dakota. She leaves Bailey, betraying her yet again. I fucking knew it. Fucking knew it. Never trusted you, Dakota. Bailey flips out on Dakota, throwing wild hands at her. Damage control back together. Again, they beat up Bailey. And goddamn it. Freaking Dakota, you little snake. Good heel moment, though, here for damage control. The match was DQ'd, I'm guessing. I I didn't hear no bell, but whatever. It was a whatever match. Damage control celebrating backstage, and they walk into Jade Cargill. Very interesting. Quick stare-off with a terrified EO. So how much longer do we got to wait until we see Jade Cargill get into something with someone on the roster? I I doubt they're going to put her right into a world title shot picture but maybe anyway 
sort of disappointed that they're uh, moving Dakota back. I think, you know, short term, yeah, it's going to add in more heat for the for the damage control, and it's going to make Bailey's babyface run all that more sweet. But I think Dakota latching on and helping Bailey would have been better for the long term than Dakota would have had something to go off of. But I, I don't know what they have planned for Dakota, but she's back over there. You know, she really wasn't fitting in anymore since um, Sane came back, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, yeah, just kind of disappointed they, they went with the easy thing here, but yeah. Moving on, Braun Breaker versus Zion Quinn. Braun Spears and wins, literally seven seconds. Goodness gracious, Braun Breaker, he's, uh, he's, he's on a roll right now. I feel a little bit bad for Zion Quinn. You look at this dude, good body, good look. I mean, I, he has been like... He, I've seen him in matches before. They they sort of pushed him for a little bit there on NXT. He's just kind of disappeared, which is too bad. I think Zion Quinn's pretty decent. We move on to the street fight. It's Carlito versus Santos Escobar. Crowd cheering for apples. Carlito obliges. He finds an apple underneath the ring. Kind of gross. Doesn't get to use it because Santos dives into Carlito. Boo. Carlito stops Santos' next dive, hitting Escobar with a chair. How you doing? Carlito puts a trash can over Santos and proceeds to bash the bejesus out of it with a chair. Kind of That probably hurt a lot. Legato arrived to assist Santos. LWO arrived to save Carlito. And here comes Rey Mysterio. He's here, but he's on crutches. Garza and Humberto go after Rey Mysterio, who was just playing possum. He attacks LWO with the crutches. Oh, fuck yeah. Carlito spits the apple in Santos' face because he is not cool. Legato wiped out by the LWO. We get a 619. Then Carlito hits a backstabber, slams Santos through a table, grabs the W. Hell yeah. Fun street fight right here. Ray returning, playing possum. That was great. I literally laughed when he came out with the crutches. I'm like, oh God, what's he going to do? And uh, I will say I'm not a fan of Ray Mysterio's new mask. It's kind of like... Uh, I don't know, it just looks like really bulky and unnecessary. I don't know. Wasn't feeling the look of that, but I was super feeling Carlito getting the apple spot in there. You know, you gotta spit in the face of people who are not cool. So there you go. Main event time now. We got Kevin Owens joining commentary for Austin Theory with Grayson Waller versus Randy Orton. Orton slips on the top rope on a superplex attempt. Theory... Able to turn it into a blockbuster counter, but Randy doesn't notice it and just kind of shrugs it off. He's like, oh, whatever. It's, it, you know, I, I will, you know, shout out Theory there. He did a really good job you know, cleaning up that botch right there. Well done. Orton backplexes Waller onto the table. Kevin Owens is loving every minute of it. He's like a child. Theory rolls into a lovely RKO and Randy grabs the W. Solid main event. Kevin Owens on commentary made it a lot better. He was great. Theory, pretty good performance there, especially that cleaning up of the botch. Well done. Orton having a lot of fun out there. That's that's for sure. And then Waller jumps Orton after the bell. Owen says, nah, nah. He runs in there, defends Randy Orton, and the good guys stand tall. Orton does his pose, and that's the end of SmackDown. Pretty fun episode of SmackDown this week. Uh, half of it was dedicated to The Rock calling Arizona a bunch of hard drug abusers. Like, wh- wow. Uh, he, I don't know if he's going to get in shit for that. That was, uh, whew. Dakota Kai is back with damage control. I am disappointed by that. Uh, some solid wrestling thrown in there. Yeah, I'll give it a fun 6 out of 10. 
Now we go to the land of AEW. We got the Revolution pay-per-view coming up this week. So let's take a look at the match card and do some predictions. They shoved on a buttload of matches onto this card. So let's go through all of them. Julia Hart and Sky Blue versus Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. That's a pre-show match apparently. Go on Statlander and Nightingale. International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. That's a tough one because Roddy's going to have some, some friends helping him out there, but going to have to go with Orange Cassidy. All-Star Scramble match for future AEW title shot. Chris Jericho versus Wardlow versus P -p 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 Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Acha versus Hook versus Brian Cage versus Dante Martin versus To Be Announced. Holy shit, that's a huge fucking match. How am I supposed to pick anyone out of that? Um, Lance Archer's unreal. Chris Jericho's Chris Jericho. I'm going to go with Brian Cage. They kind of seem like they've been pushing him. Dude is super underrated and he's amazing. So I'm going to go with Brian Cage. FTR versus Blackpool Combat Clubs, John Moxley and Claudio. That's a tough. This is a really it's a toss-up match right here. I will go with Bull. That's tough. That's really hard. That is a really hard one to choose. These guys have had like 49 matches with each other over the last month. Uh, they're probably 50-50. FTR, fuck it. Will Ospreay versus Kanosuke Takeshka. I'm gonna have to go with Will Ospreay on that one. That match has the potential to steal the whole show. TNT Championship match, Christian Cage versus Danny Garcia. Gonna have to go with Christian Cage on that one. Shenanigans. Continental Crown Championship, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. This is going to be a war. Gonna go with Eddie Kingston, I think. AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Deanna Perrazzo. Going Tony Storm. AEW World Championship three-way match, Samoa Joe versus Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve. This one's really hard, too. Samoa Joe just became the champion, but, like, swerve, man. I think I'm going to go with Samoa Joe, and it's probably going to end up being Paige and Strickland continuing on with each other. Uh, and, yeah. AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Tornado Tag. Sting and Darby. Sting's final match versus the Young Bucks. I am going to choose the Young Bucks on this one. No offense to Sting, but what's the point of him winning his final match? You might as well put over the Bucks and their new heel uh, persona that they are doing right now, which I actually really, really like. So those are my uh, revolution predictions. There we go. I couldn't think of the word. And then now we will go to AEW Dynamite. They were in Alabama back in... Is Alabama in Texas? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, they're in Alabama. We're starting with Hangman Adam Page. He comes out to the ring on crutches. Oh, no. Page announces he won't be able to compete in the three-way at Revolution. What? Swerve enters the conversation. He brags about being able to go to Revolution and all that shit. And it's his destiny to win the AEW Championship. Here comes the AEW champ, Samoa Joe. He arrives, says a bunch of badass stuff. He's going to be whooping a whole bunch of ass at Revolution. Swerve is looking to make history at Revolution. And then Hangman smacks Swerve with his crutches. Hangman playing possum as well. Sick. Swerve is not okay. The referees and medical come out to check on Swerve. And what a swerve from Hangman. I mean, I actually, I 1,000% believe that he was injured. That's just how things go in AEW. You're about to have a big match at a big pay-per-view. And everybody's hurt. But he wasn't. So I hook, line, and sinker right there. Good shit. And they got some good heat. 
making page it appears that adam page is coming in as the heel you got swerve coming in as the baby face and then samoa joe is just like a badass so i don't know he just he just plays the badass in there so it's gonna be a really awesome match man can't wait to see it this was a good segment thumbs up we got the young bucks they arrive for their interview with renee the bucks are asking the questions looking for sting and they want to conduct their exit interviews with sting with a couple of baseball bats in hand oh yeah Moving on to a trio's tag team match, it's the BCC, Moxley, Claudio, Danielson versus FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, and Eddie Kingston. Everybody is brawling on the outside, absolute chaos, is anybody surprised? Dax is on fire versus Moxley, hits a nice tiger driver. BCC hit a big old combo on Eddie, Dax makes the save right there. Kingston hits a backfist out of nowhere, FTR doomsday bulldog, another near fall. Kingston and FTR machine gun shopping the bejesus out of BCC. So freaking good. Danielson catches Eddie in a sleeper hold. Kingston passes out. BCC grab a big momentum W heading into Revolution. Bang our trios match right here. May may end up being better than the Revolution matches they're going to have. Brutally stiff. Big combos. Great near falls. I mean, yeah, it's, I think maybe they went a little too hard here. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. 8 out of 10. We got Chris Jericho. He is interviewed about fighting the son of one of his old friends from Mexico, Atlantis. Chris is going to teach Atlantis Jr. a lesson, apparently. Solid stuff here from Chris, who looks absolutely shredded right now. He looks looking good. Real good. Tony Schiavone, he introduces Will Ospreay to the ring. Ospreay announces his obligations with New Japan are completed. Yay. And Will is now elite full time. Yeah. The Don Callis family interrupt. We got Don and Powerhouse. They come in, give Ospreay a nice hug, but not Takeshka because they are fighting about it at Revolution. Callus eases the tension between Osprey and Takeshka, making them shake hands, but Takeshka won't let Osprey go. They have themselves a nice intense stare down, and oh buddy, I cannot wait for this match. It's going to be so good, could steal the show, and just great to have Osprey in AEW full-time. I'm so excited to see what this guy is going to do and with whom. The Young Bucks find Eddie Kingston. They're still looking for Sting. They tell Eddie he looks disgusting and they may have to consider an AEW dress code. And Eddie is just sitting there like, what the fuck did you just say to me? (laughs) Moving on. Open Challenge International Championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against Nick Wayne with the Patriarchy, of course. Beautiful Swanton dive over the ropes by Wayne and he lands on his feet. Mm -mm -mm. That is nice. The Patriarchy get ejected from the match, but they actually didn't even do anything, which is interesting. Taven and Bennett show up to distract Orange. Wayne, Dragon Suplex, you get a uh, near fall right there. Garcia arrives with backup to take out the interference. Wayne nailed with the Orange Punch. Cassidy pins and retains the International Championship. Roddy blindsides Orange, dealing some extra damage before their title match at Revolution. Very impressive performance from the young Nick Wayne. He is so stupid good for 18 years old. That still blows my mind. He's only 18. Cassidy's selling was great. Really solid match. Just too many cooks in the kitchen for my liking. We move on. It is Chris Statlander with Willow and Hathaway versus Sky Blue with Julia Hart. 
Statlander military press tosses Blue into the crowd, wiping out a row of fake fans. Well, at least I hope they're fake. Stokely offers Chris a steel chain in front of the referee, by the way. Willow won't allow it. Julia Hart whacks Statlander with the TBS championship while the referee is distracted. Code Blue pins and Sky Blue grabs the W in the rubber match. Solid match, the fake fans bit. That was a lot of fun. Uh, They've done that a couple times now, a couple weeks in a row. Is that becoming a thing? I don't hate it. Moving on. Bucks think they have found Sting. They open the door, but it is filled with baseball bats that are hanging from the ceiling. The Bucks are confused. We move on. It is Lionheart Chris Jericho with the music and everything. Fuck yeah. Versus Atlantis Jr. with Atlantis Sr. Jericho counters a powerbomb into a Rana, sending Atlantis into the steel steps. Youch. Interesting top rope face buster from Chris Jericho. Apparently that's a callback from way back in the day. Uh Chris, really nice counter into the walls of Jericho. Atlantis Sr. forced to throw in the towel for his son. Lionheart Chris Jericho grabs the dub. Some hard bumps there for Chris in this one. Atlantis, pretty impressive. I mean, further, you know, for a luchador high fly, I didn't see a lot of high flying, honestly. Uh, Some neat callbacks to the old CMLL days for Jericho, I guess. But yeah, solid match overall. Young Bucks come out. They're being mean to some fans wearing sting masks, but one of them is actually Darby in disguise. Starts brawling with the Bucks. Darby gets outnumbered, gets hit with the EVP trigger, and then they whack Darby a bunch of times with baseball bats. Bucks bring out Ric Flair. Flair is thumbing up what the Bucks are doing, just loving it. Rick is going to join in, hitting Darby with a baseball bat. Then he swerves. He pops the Bucks with some lefts and rights. Bucks drop Flair with the low blow. Sting's music hits. The Bucks are waiting on the stage, but Sting repels from the rafters. Oh, baby. Bucks stunned Sting using his trusty baseball bat. Darby, trusty coffin drop on the Bucks. Sting, Stinger death drop sends the Bucks packing. Oh, hell yeah. Stinger, baby. Sick final dynamite moment for Sting right here. Thumbs up for that. And that's the end of the show. Pretty good go-home dynamite here. Curious to see what they are going to end up doing with Osprey and the Callis family. I completely forgot that Will was even with that Don Callis family, so see what is going to happen with that. I don't doesn't look like he's staying in that family, so probably not. Bucks hunting Sting throughout the show was pretty good, along with the end with Sting coming down from the rafters, old school style, gotta do it. And another FTR BCC battle was great. Hope they have something left for Revolution. I felt like they, they put a lot out there tonight, but uh, pretty good. Hangman was great again. Excited for that trios championship match at Revolution. Should be interesting. 7 out of 10 for Dynamite. Now we got Rampage in the same location. We're kicking this show off with Rugido versus Claudio. Rugido, one of the CMLL wrestlers. We get the big swing, the elbows, and the neutralizer from Claudio. He picks up a win. Uh, pretty damn boring standard wrestling match right here. You know, I'm in the middle of the afternoon, just had my coffee, had some breakfast, and I'm feeling good. Sitting down watching some Rampage, this match almost put me to fucking sleep. It was so boring. Just, uh, oof. Claudio wants to shake Rugido's hand as a sign of respect, but Claudio low blows Rugido instead. So there you go. We move on. It is Vincent and Dutch, who I kind of forgot were even around. They're also teaming with Lance Archer, going up against a couple of, or a group of 
local talent, I'm guessing. We got Langley, we got Vought, and Ananya. This is a squash match. I mean, Lance Archer slamming one dude onto the other dude was pretty decent, but it's a squash match, nothing going on there. We move on to Rio versus Trish Adora. Rio hits a nice big dive off of the top rope to the outside. Rio nails a running knee strike and grabs the W. Solid match. You know, Adora able to get some offense in. I don't know who she is. Might have been another local talent here, but I don't know. She's getting offense in against a former AEW women's champion, so I I don't really know if I'll ever see her again. But yeah, it was okay. Rio, really good high flying in this one. Short match, not a lot going on. We move on. It is Paka and Ruby Soho. They're getting ready to head out, have themselves a date, a night out on the town, but then they get jumped by the outcasts, and some dude hits Angelo Paka with a foreign object. Soraya calls Ruby a bitch. Oh my goodness. The, the, the rivalry continues to build. And now we get to the main event match. It's Magnus of CMLL versus Matt Seidel. Seidel top rope dive to the outside wipes out Magnus then he hits a lovely top rope Meteora got a near fall right there Magnus trips up Seidel on the top rope nails a running double knee strike in the corner and puts away Seidel for a W Uh, you know Seidel in control for most of this match that was a little bit surprising he had a good performance Uh, I was honestly hoping to see more of a showcase out of Magnus, but not so much. He didn't really do a whole lot in this one. A solid match, I guess. That's the end of the show. That was an absolutely pointless, boring-as-fuck rampage. What the hell was that? No storyline implications for Revolution whatsoever. A small piece of Soraya and Ruby's little story here. Just buildless wrestling matches. Just wrestling for the sake of wrestling. Absolutely skip the show. Nothing of substance on this episode of Rampage. Three out of ten. You got to do better than that, y'all. That was that was pointless. I I literally just finished watching it, and I was just like, what a waste of an hour. <laughs> Good lord. Now we get to Collision. Hopefully, this is a little bit better. We're in Alabama still, and we're kicking this show off with Mark Briscoe attacking Buddy Matthews before the bell with a chair. Uh, Matt or Mark Briscoe flips over the ropes, takes out Matthews through the table. Briscoe has an ice pick in hand. He gets stopped by the House of Black. Briscoe then takes out all of the House of Black members with a chair. He's going crazy. Briscoe finds the pyro controls and attempts to burn Buddy Matthews alive on live television. Thankfully, he is stopped by numerous referees. And Jesus, Briscoe is on a mission to take out House of Black all by himself. Uh, Not, I guess there was no match here, but a fun way to open up the show. We move on to a triple threat match. It is Penta versus Brian Keith versus Dante Martin. Dante Martin and whoever wins this match will be added into that massive eight-man battle royale thing or whatever the hell on Revolution. We get Penta. He leaps off of Keith, nails a destroyer on Dante. Keith Tiger Bomb, Dante kicks out of that. We get Penta, nails the fear factor onto the apron. He just loves the apron. Dante says, hold my beer. He hits Penta with a destroyer on the apron. Goodness. We get a splash on Keith. Pins and Dante Martin checks his ticket to Revolution. Added to the number one contender's super battle royale thing. 
Good triple threat match right here. Penta hitting all the classics, a lot of it on the apron. Keith was great. I loved his chop off with Penta. That was a lot of fun and looked painful as hell. Awesome. Dante picks up the win right here. I mean, you know, he he was doing really well before his injury. Then that injury took him off of the show for about a year. So looks like they, they're bringing back that belief in Dante Martin. And that's great because he's unfreaking real. Seven and a half out of ten. We get Hangman backstage. He is flipping out, saying he would rather die than have Swerve Strickland as the AEW champion. Hangman Adam Page is out of control right now, and I'm loving it. Thumbs up. We got a match up next. It's Mariah May versus Angela Risk. Mariah spinning like a Beyblade, hits a side slam. Mayday pins Risk for a quick W. Tony Storm comes out to the ring, blows right by Mariah May like she doesn't even exist, and demands Deanna Perrazzo come to this ring this instant. Tony tells Perrazzo it's all their fighting has been pointless. Tony's going to win at Revolution. Deanna tells Tony she better have a bidet because Tony's going to have two broken arms and won't be able to wipe her own ass after Revolution. Wow. Uh, Tony says fine, plants a big old smooch on Deanna, who then attacks the champion. Mariah to the rescue, only to get wrecked by Deanna. Pretty good stuff right here. I- I've been enjoying Tony Storm and Deanna Perrazzo's little build up to their match. Big old smooch on the face. Gotta love it. Moving on, it's the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. They have arrived. Max Caster's rap is messed up again. This time, Jay White bumps into him with the Juice Robinson cutout thing, and he just, like, stops, says, fuck it. Alrighty, then. We have the match. It's Caster, Austin Gunn, and Anthony Bowens versus Dark Order, Reynolds, Silver, and Evil Uno. Gun and Acclaim working well together. They hit the Scissor Me Timbers. Acclaim and Gun getting sidetracked. Dark Order nailed the Pendulum Bomb. Gun barely makes the save right there. Bowens counters. Mic drop. Bang, bang. Scissor Gang pick up the W. Solid trios match. Showing off the they're showing off those cracks in this so-called super group. No matter which pairing they're using, they're they're not working as clean as. They're supposed to be. There's definitely something going on here. Dark Order, good performance as always. I love that Pendulum Bomb. Looks so freaking awesome. Pretty solid match. We got Hathaway, Willow Nightingale, and Chris Statlander. They're still bickering with each other, saying they need to get onto the same page before their match at Revolution. I agree. Moving on, it's Wardlow. He cuts a promo. He's excited to finally get a shot competing in the number one contenders match at Revolution. Wardlow claims he's going to win at Revolution, then whoops Samoa's Joe, Samoa Joe's ass so bad, he'll have to go back to commentary. Mm-hmm. Chris Jericho has heard enough. He reminds Wardlow he's got to go through the Ocho Chris Jericho, who's very motivated right now to get the AEW Championship back. According to Jericho, Wardlow, a.k.a. Mike, lost all of his momentum because he sucks. Wardlow agrees? What? Wardlow says he did lose his way, but he's tired, eating the scraps, and Wardlow wants to feast. Jericho challenges Wardlow, but then gets blindsided by p p p p powerhouse What? You keep this up, Wardlow, you will climb back up the mountain, man. Another great promo here for Wardlow, fueled by real emotion and just hunger, man. I like it. Jericho, you can see that look on his face, man. He can see it right now in Wardlow. He is feeling it. Really good shit. Thumbs up. 
And we need more of these type of segments in AEW, man. They don't do this enough. Like, they don't have guys coming out and just, like... I know, like, talking is not what everybody wants in their wrestling, but AEW doesn't have enough of it, and they're not building enough character or not getting enough out of the wrestlers without them cutting promos enough like this. And Wardlow, killing it right now. Yes, I like it. Moving on, Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn versus Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels mocking Private Party's dancing. That was pretty damn funny. Nice swanton bomb neckbreaker combo from Private Party. Matt Seidel able to kick out of that. Daniels hits the angel wings. Jeff Jarrett's gang runs down, distracting everybody. Ugh. Lethal combination from Jeff or from Jay Lethal on Chris allows Private Party to grab the W. Damn it, Jarrett. Just get out of here. You're so annoying. Your stupid group. It was a fine tag team match. Whatever. Moving on. It's Thunder Rosa versus Cassandra Golden. Rosa shows off a new submission move, picks up another quick tune-up W right here. Not not much to say about that. Moving on, it is the main event, eight-man tag team match. It's Hook, it's Danny Garcia, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Beretta versus Roddy Strong, Brian Cage, Christian, and Killswitch with the Patriarchy. Garcia getting isolated for a very, very long time. Beretta gets the hot tag. He goes nuts until he is isolated for a while. Orange gets the hot tag, taking out Karishjian. Hook finally gets a chance to do something. He suplexes Christian once, and that's it. Christian, or uh, sorry, switch, kill switch nailed with numerous running strikes from Trent. Patriarchy to the rescue hits Trent with brass knuckles, I'm guessing. Kill switch pins, and the bad guys grab the win. That was a long slog of an eight-man going through all of the tropes, just slowly grinding down one guy. Gets so many near hot tags, but it doesn't happen. Long isolations. Hook did basically nothing. Like, why was he even there? Chaotic mess and the shenanigans for a finish for extra bad guy heat. I mean, yeah, they they get the heat, but yeah, I was not feeling this match whatsoever. Just not feeling it. Patriarchy beat down the good guys. Some more. Matt Menard runs in to help, only to get choke slammed by Kill Switch onto a chair. Way to go, Matt. You did nothing. That's the end of the collision show. All right, go home collision. Highlighted by that triple threat and another great promo from Wardlow. Rest of the show honestly was pretty damn boring. It's can't expect too much out of them when you've got a big revolution pay-per-view coming up. You don't want people getting hurt. Five out of ten. Now, we will finish off with the three stars of the week. We got one shout-out here. Want to shout-out Noam Dar versus Dempsey, the Heritage Cup match on NXT this week. Just a really good technical match. I'm very excited to hopefully get a little bit of, what do we call it, a series between Dempsey and Noam Dar. Those two have great chemistry. Both very good technical wrestlers, and with the Heritage Cup, just adds to that technical style of matchup. Really good shit. Hoping we're going to get some more of that. Now for the official three stars of the week. Third star goes to... It's the New Day versus Imperium. The street fight on Monday Night Raw. Really good time. Was looking forward to this one because... I don't know who shit in New Day's like Cheerios, but they have been moody as hell lately. And yeah, that, that street fight definitely was a lot of fun. Good enough for the third star this week. The second star goes to... 
FTR and Eddie Kingston versus the BCC for the 8,000th time on Dynamite. They're going to do it again at Revolution, but who cares? That was a great match. It makes me a little bit nervous that they didn't leave a whole lot left on the plate for Revolution. They really went all out in this match, beating the shit out of each other. It was a great time. You're, you get exactly what you're going to get out of FTR and BCC. It's going to be stiff. It's going to be a brawl. It's just, yeah, it's going to be that. And that's exactly what it was. One of the better matches that they've had with each other and the first star goes to it's the women's elimination chamber match special shout out to tiffany stratton who was my clear-cut mvp in that match she was outstanding taking all the big bumps diving off of the cage she was excellent and that elimination chamber match was also excellent maybe the best women's elimination chamber match i have seen it was the best match on the elimination chamber card in my opinion it they outdid the men's by quite a bit the men were pretty standard pretty safe nothing too crazy it wasn't bad but not great but yeah the women's elimination chamber absolutely worth your time to watch that get your eyes on tiffany stratton because Sooner rather than later, she will be a a women's champion in WWE. She is undeniably extremely talented, and I like her a lot, and that's the end of the recap. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. I will have an extra pay-per-view review of Revolution when that happens. That will be tonight. Um, You know, debating, I might be able to get through all of Revolution tonight. They have 400 matches on the card. It's going to be a long grind of a show, which is, that's just how AE. EW does it right now. As many matches as possible squeezed in to whatever time frame we have. We're just going to max it out. And, you know, I I appreciate it, but there's going to be probably a match or two on that card that just didn't need to be there. So I'll have that review out hopefully tomorrow. Might be Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. But there you go, everybody. There is your recap. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. If you are, make sure you're hitting that review button wherever you're listening or watching this. Hit the like. Hit the review. Do what you got to do. Help out the little guy. The little guy is me. I'm little. So there you go. And what do we have planned for the next week or so for the GX Plus cast? Well, the Revolution pay-per-view, of course. Course, gonna be doing the what the hell is that called the hockey cast we got the trade deadline is this friday i think so yeah some big trades and signings have already gone down so there will be a nice fun hockey cast for you this week should be on wednesday but i might push it we'll see with the trade deadline i'll i'll keep announcements open and for the gamer cast it's up in the air i have Metal Gear Solid Rising, I kind of want to do a review of that one, but if that falls through, I got lists, I got lots of stuff, so there will be a fun gamer cast for you this week, and there you go everybody, hopefully you're having a good weekend and all that, it's been a really gloomy weekend here in Canada, but you know, I'm doing good, hopefully you're doing good as well, enjoying this podcast as best you can, and yeah, so there you go, there is a YouTube channel, upload all of these to YouTube, Gamer GX videos, where you can watch these, great place to drop a comment, you want to have a question answered live on the podcast drop a comment send a message on twitter there's an email address all that stuff is in the description i'd love to carve out some time answer your questions live on the podcast be a ton of fun and i would love that that'd be so fun yeah there you go everybody i will for for the thousandth time thank you again for listening we'll be back again with some more gx plus guest